Hi, this is Feed Play Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. Social skills. We know that this is the key or these skills are the key to our child's happiness. I mean, look, we all need social skills, not just children. But when do our kids start to develop social skills and how can we help them along the way? Danielle Jans is a childcare manager from the Benevolent Society in Sydney and she works with toddlers all day. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hello. I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Look, um, I know there's a period of time when children play parallel to each other and they're not actually interacting. When do we start to see them actually notice other children around them and and start to play with them? What age, roughly? Look, it's quite extraordinary, I think. We need to remember that right from birth and and some and there's some evidence to suggest before the the links that are being made and the connections that are being made with the sounds and the experiences around them and so babies are uh, working on that connection straight from day one with whoever's their primary primary attachment person whether that's mum or dad or a, a few different people um, and as you say there, there is that stage of parallel play which is around the toddler time so you know around about two but but we see evidence and I see it every day with our beautiful babies that come to our service and we're so fortunate to be able to see them making connections with each other and little handy, babies little tiny ones that Ooh. are crawling to each other oh how lovely and look they may not have a genuine uh, communication in terms of an interaction and a social give-take type experience that we see with older children, but they're certainly aware of each other, I think. And I um, I think our understanding of the importance of connection is changing quite significantly with the more research that's done into it, with more amazing people being involved in all the different connections that happen in our brains around, brains around socialisation. When you talk about parallel play, that typically comes with the sort of two-year-old type age. Again, all children are very different. So some will start earlier, some will start later, but you want to see it around about that two, two and a half year age group. And you'll see them sitting alongside each other. You might see them at the park when you take your little person to the park and they'll see someone going down the slide. They might watch them and then they'll start going down the slide. And then there might be two slides together and they'll go down beside each other. There may not be actual communication happening between them, but they're certainly engaging in the similar experience. And what they're doing is basically formatting that, I see you doing something and I'm going to do it too, which then leads beautifully into the next stage, which is when they start to be aware that they're together in the same type of experience and the same type of energy. And that's when those interactions start to happen and start to really become connected in terms of being able to share and turn, take and cooperate, of course, with assistance and support. <laughs> yes, turn taking. I put that in there because... That was a nice little caveat. <laughs> yes, look, sometimes, you know, some adults struggle with cooperation and oh, yeah. sharing and turn taking. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't necessarily think it's just special to our toddlers. But, it, but maybe they're just a little bit less vocal. Uh, well, parents, sometimes, sometimes not. so. <laughs> So how do we define social skills? Like you mentioned there are a few things that I, I probably wouldn't have thought as of as social skills. Mm. Um, so it's not all about making friends. Um, are you saying that social skills are more about connections? 
for for me, from what I've read from my work that I do with my wonderful organisation and the people that I work with, it really is about connections. Socialisation is part of connection, but it's basically... For me, if I think about an umbrella, there's lots of different things come under that umbrella and the umbrella is basically um, attachment. And and it's those, that attachment and those connections to a variety of different people in a variety of different ways that help us format relationships and what they look like and how they feel, when they go well, what they look like, when they don't go so well, what they look like, and who's available to help me out. You're listening to Kindling Conversation and we're speaking with Danielle Jans from the Benevolent Society. She's a childcare manager in Sydney and so works with a lot of toddlers. Um, Danielle, how does confidence fit in with this idea of social skills? Um, For example, how much should we be um, expecting or encouraging our children to interact with people they don't know very well. For example, if you go to a cafe and you say, well, you know, what do you want? You know, we come to this cafe every morning. Sure. You get the same baby Chino every morning. Um, should we be expecting that confidence and being able to speak to people they don't really know that well to be part of that set of social skills? I mean, obviously the older children, the ones that can talk. Yeah. You know, I think it's important to remember that innately we all have a bit of a sense of of how we feel comfortable and who we feel comfortable and safe in connecting with look some people may talk about shyness oh they're just shy they don't want to don't feel like talking today um other people might be offended you know they they really put a lot of effort into their child being really social and they say it really as a really important part of the way that they operate in relationships you know you should say hello because that's uncle so-and-so or that's auntie so-and-so or that's mommy's friend or daddy's friend or whatever I think it's important to remember that children have their inner sense of what feels safe for them and I think we need to honor that that is part of what keeps our children safe and that's a whole different conversation I think but I think it's important to remember that it's okay if a child doesn't feel comfortable in speaking to someone they don't know and it's all right for the adult that that's with them to try and not be offended if it's someone that they really like or that that's a skill they really appreciate but it's okay to say oh look you don't feel like talking to them today that's okay we can we can say hello another time. Yeah. And that gives the child the the room that you know what it's okay that you don't need to say hello today. Um and and maybe we'll talk about that later on. And um so you just mentioned then if a child might be shy. So there's shyness when there might be sort of strangers about and sure. and they kind of hide their head in your leg. Mm. Um what if a what if a child is super shy around other children? Mm-hmm. So these are kids that are possibly at an age where they're not um, they're now interacting a little bit more, they're sure. playing and they're getting friends. What if they're super shy around other children, mm-hmm. but they're fine with adults in their known circle? So I'm talking in, in a daycare situation. Of like course. What, so you're talking about you the are. child that, that might find it difficult to get in and have a play experience with yeah, somebody else yeah. at an age where you would expect that, that's what that they, they would be able and to do And you know that. as the parent, you know, well, they're fine with me and they're fine with Nana and Pop and they're fine with their cousins. But when it comes to their daycare environment, which they might be, they'd be at regularly, mm-hmm. um, they're not fine with the children there. They're not as um, warm or connected with them. Is that a, a problem or is that just a kid who's shy? First and foremost, there's multifaceted parts to that scenario. Mm. I think if your little person is in any form of early learning environment, 
your teachers are your best people to talk to. Have a conversation with them. Not a, not a fearful or anxiety conversation necessarily, but just a conversation around, you know, I've noticed in the mornings it's a bit hard for, you know, my little one to say goodbye or to go and mix with other children. Is that, I'm just wondering, is that happening all day? And is it just taking them a while to warm up in the morning? Sometimes that's perfectly normal. Children may come in. We see children enter their day in a variety of ways. And children are are individuals. We we all warm up in our own way. Some children can almost hit the ground running and they can take off and seem to engage really quickly. Sometimes that's because they're finding it really hard to say goodbye and they're trying to avoid that goodbye with you because they get overwhelmed by it. So it's still important that that goodbye happens, even if they look actively engaged. A child that holds onto your leg and you feel like, oh, really, I don't want to leave you either because I can't leave you if you're distressed and you'll be distressed for eight hours while I'm gone (laughs) and you take that away in your heart with you for the rest of the day. Talk to your teachers. Quite often it may just be they're having a really hard time in saying goodbye and once that goodbye's happened, great teachers are able to get them in engaged, they're able to connect in with them and their day goes on to be a really happy experience for them. Some children may find it really difficult to interact with other peers um, and that's where parents or or teachers or whoever's with children at the time, let them know that you understand that it's hard for them. You you can say to them, you know what, it seems like it's a bit tricky for you to say good morning to your friends this morning. Let's see if we can make it a bit easier. I'll sit with you and we can find something to do together. Or it may be that you hand your child over to the teacher who can then get them engaged if it's in a an early learning service, if they can get them engaged in an activity, that will then help. It's almost like if you think of making a bridge between your child and where they need to be, whether that's with their teacher or whether that's connected in with peers, you're giving them the opportunity to warm up while they've got support to do that. And you'll find that for many children, that's what they need. They just need a bit more time to warm up. For children that are finding it really difficult, you may be at the park and and they may be be noticing the other children, but they're still staying really close to you. And you kind of get the sense that, you know, I think you'd probably like to go and play with those children on the slide. They're going up and down the slide. Just talk about what you see the other children doing. I can and, And notice what your child's doing. You can say... I can see you watching the children go down the slide and then climb up the ladder and go down again. That might be lots of fun. I'm wondering if you'd like to have a turn too. And sometimes they'll nod or they'll say yes or, and you can say, you know what? If it's tricky to go and have a turn on your own, I'm here to help. Let's go and do it together. So there's lots of different ways you can help if that sort of stuff's going on. Absolutely. How important is eye contact when it comes to working out if your child is developing good social skills? Sure. I always, with eye contact, I always think, firstly, is it culturally appropriate for that child to make eye contact? In some cultures, it's actually offensive for people, certain people to make eye contact. And I think it's really important to be aware is it a developmental issue? Is it a confidence issue? Is it is it that the child's struggling to make connection? Or is it that it's a cultural issue? Basically, what I've noticed uh, is that when children feel comfortable and connected, the eye contact will come. Even children, I've worked with children on the spectrum, the, the autism spectrum, of varying degrees. And what you find is when you have when you, you have a connection with a child, when you have that relationship, the relationship comes and then the eye contact comes. 
I think when you try and force eye contact, it's going against the child's natural feeling of what they should be doing. Relationship, then eye contact. It's like babies with food and little people with food. Um, the most beautiful analogy, um, I think I've, I've, one of them I've heard is from uh, Maria Arts from Marta Mayo, who said, you know, a spoonful of love, a spoonful of food. And it just sums up when you see a beautiful moment with a baby having some food, that is what's happening. It's that connection as well as that, that nurturing of, of food for them. And both go together so well. Danielle, there's lots of great advice in there. Thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us. Absolute pleasure. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.